This is Seattle's Morning News. Dave Ross with Colleen O'Brien and Chris Sullivan. Well, it has happened. Washington State has an assault weapons ban. The legislation is written in excruciating detail with 62, by my count, specific examples. So the question is, will this stand up to judicial scrutiny? Let's talk to former State Attorney General Rob McKenna. Our conversation sponsored by Madrona Financial Services. I sent you a copy of the bill. You've read it. What do you think? It is apparently the most far-reaching bill of its type in the country. Uh, It not only bans semi-automatic rifles that are referred to as assault weapons in the bill, but also uh, bans semi-automatic pistols. A lawsuit has already been filed against it by the National Shooting Sports Foundation and others. So have similar pieces of legislation stood up to scrutiny or not? Well, you know, I, I don't know what the status of some of the California laws uh, is right now, but uh, this law goes a lot farther even than, you know, some of the laws that have been struck down. So it looks like it may be vulnerable to a legal challenge, but, uh, you know, we'll have to see. Now, one of the challenges, I think it's for the one from the Second Amendment Foundation, says this is no different than a poll tax intended to stop uh, black people from voting. Have you seen that argument? I, I haven't. It seems seems like a stretch. I mean, if you look at the lawsuit I just referred to by the National Shooting Sports Foundation and the others, they just go straight to recent Supreme Court uh, cases, uh, particularly the, the case you and I have talked about more than once, the Bruin case Bruin out case, of New York. Right. Remind us what that does. So the Bruin case protects the possession and use of weapons that are, quote, in common use. Mm-hmm. And it relies in part on the D.C. District of Columbia versus Heller case that held that all I'm quoting now all instruments that constitute bearable arms, even those that were not in existence at the time of the founding, come within the ambit of the Second Amendment. So what the plaintiffs in this lawsuit in the Eastern District are arguing is that if an arm is typically possessed by law-abiding citizens for lawful purposes today, it cannot be banned. And yet we still make distinctions that apply to, for example, machine guns and bazookas. So what's the standard? I mean, I, I presume that even if people suddenly started buying up lots of bazookas such that they were commonly held, we still wouldn't want those to be legal. Well, you know, presumably bazookas will not become weapons that are in common use precisely because they've always been banned. And uh, fully automatic weapons have been banned uh, for a very long time, if not always. But let me know, this, so, this, this, this brings up a conundrum to me, because it would mean that the gun industry, for example, by promoting a new model of weapon and making sure millions of people buy it, it would become self-fulfilling. You could create a weapon that is in common use of any size or power. Which means that if policymakers don't like a brand new weapon, uh, let's say hypothetically that doesn't exist today, uh, if they want to ban it, they would need to move uh, to ban it before it comes into common use. Wow. So if this is overturned, it would basically mean that the power of a weapon cannot be a consideration in determining what individuals can bear. I'm not sure. Uh, that's a good that's a good question. Um uh, assault weapons, uh, is, you know, like an AR-15 or a Bushmaster, have tremendous power. Second Amendment proponents say, look, I'm, I'm a responsible gun owner. I, I have this weapon. Yes, it's powerful, but uh, I'm entitled to have it. And it's it's interesting if you read not only, you know, not only the their complaint, but the 
publicity around the complaint, uh, the, they they make they make some pretty startling, at least to me, some pretty startling uh, points. They said that uh, I'm quoting now from the from the from the complaint: Americans buy more of the most popular type of semi-automatic rifle, the AR-15, each year than the most popular type of automobile, the Ford F-150. And there are more AR-15-style rifles in private hands in America today than subscribers to all daily newspapers nationwide combined. Yeah. In other words, they're, what they're trying to you know, really underscore here is that these weapons are definitely in common use today. Yeah, but a lot of these killers also were responsible citizens, at least in terms of the law. They had no records until they went bonkers the day before they bought the weapon. And that's, you know, that's what you see when you read the the bill, the HB 1240. I encourage listeners who are interested to go look it up uh, because it really emphasizes that uh, uh, in the view of the, of the legislature, these weapons are too dangerous to be in common use and that they are, in fact, marketed to uh, to young men, uh, some number of whom end up misusing them. But there is strong case law, on the, you know, that supports the arguments of the plaintiffs at this point. So we should know within about probably two to three years what what the final what the final ruling is. Former State Attorney General Rob McKenna. And sounds like Hadley agrees with your analysis. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Thanks, Rob. Thanks, Dave. Bye bye. So many views have been interrupted by his dogs. Is that a concurring opinion? Yeah, oh, that's certainly so. not dissenting. I, I can't tell. No, no, I'm pretty sure the dog concurs. Oh, concurring? Okay, yeah. Was it? Rob, <laughs> when you feed your dog, the dog concurs. 